So what are you studying at university? I'm in my final year of my arts law degree. And can you tell me a little bit about what your university experience has, has been like, is like? My university experience has been very long. Um, I'll be finishing after uh, six years in this degree. Uh, it's been very full of great experiences and incredible friends. Uh, and for the past few years, I've been pretty closely involved in various uh, student groups and generally in the dialogue at UQ about democracy and transparency and accountability on a number of different levels. So it's been really rewarding. Okay, so um, you're talking about students' involvement in the university life there. Can you tell me a little bit about student, like what you think about the levels of people being involved in student politics, if students are still interested and those kind of... Yeah, I think, I think getting students involved in um, public affairs and student politics especially is always tricky. Um, and for a long time I was pretty pessimistic about UQ and the general um, reputation that UQ students have of being quite apathetic. Um, I think by and large a lot of students are disengaged from politics, but I don't think that that's universally true and I don't think it's necessarily true either. I think last year showed that uh, students, when they really care about an issue and when people communicate effectively about why student unionism is important and why student involvement is important, students will come out and uh, engage with, with creative, democratic, unionist processes. So, so what is the role of the student union? Uh, well, I think if you ask the current UQ union administration, they'd say the role of the union is to throw enormous parties and get people very drunk indeed or give away free things once a year, or maybe um, bring in a shiny new food franchise to campus. But I think the role of the union ought to be to do all those things, support student life on a really material level, make sure students have a good time in university, but also to provide representation to, toward, to the university on behalf of students and encourage students to become democratically involved in their own courses have been put into how the university is run at a really fundamental level. So the union is supposed to be an advocate and it's supposed to be engaged in those kind of issues. But unfortunately for UQ, for the past few years, the student union hasn't been doing that. So can you tell a little bit about what's happening with the UQ union elections and what happened last year and that kind of... Yeah, sure. Well, last year the... the uh, incumbent student party, well, firstly, UQ um, student elections are run on the basis of several different parties, which is a pretty unsatisfactory system, but that's just how it seems to go. And last year, the incumbent party has been in power, if you like, for about five years, changed the rules of the election at the last minute, uh, which meant that all of the other student parties couldn't participate. Uh, and I was, at that time, involved with a group of students um, calling themselves Pulp, and that was a opposition ticket. And we've been engaged with the union for a long time and have been talking about student union issues for a long time, but for the whole time had been out of power. So the incumbent party that they called Fresh um, changed the rules of the, the electoral rules at the very last minute, 
which meant that all the other parties couldn't participate in the elections. And instead of um, going along with this broken system, if you like, the other parties banded together and formed a group called Democracy for UQU, which is an umbrella group for all the voices of opposition at UQ who feel that democracy has been taken away from the students there. And we ran a really fun and inventive campaign last semester and built many, many students engaged with their unions for the very first time talking about issues like democracy and fairness and transparency. Um, but these things go much further than a stolen election, although that's certainly what, what happened last year. These things go to the very heart of what it means to be a student. And whether that means participating at a really shallow level in a really corporatized atmosphere where you turn up to UQ, you get your degree, study a bit, you go home, or whether that means becoming a citizen of a community and having real input into how that community is run and becoming a well-rounded person in that regard, that's really the fundamental dispute between the people calling themselves democracy for UQU and the current student union executive. You mentioned that the heart of being a student was really feeling a part of the university community. Do you think that the current um, education policies and the political economic environment is affecting this, a student's ability to be involved? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think, I, I think those things always affect every aspect of university. Um, so I think the answer is always going to be yes. But in particular, um, I think the way that a lot of students these days are forced to work up to 15, 20 hours a week to support themselves, or if they, they are receiving government income support, they have to work further on top of that to support themselves um, before they have any time for, for, let's call it leisure, but really what what students did before they were forced to work all the time was be engaged in their communities, either their university community or their college community, one another of the student societies they might have been involved in. So I think the atmosphere in which students have to work all the time, work part-time and study full-time, uh, has, has um, diminished the capacity of our universities to be true centres of community. Because you spoke about last year a lot of students really got involved in, in this movement. Can you tell me a little bit about why you think that happened? I think last year was a particularly galling example of unfairness. And I think that's initially where a lot of students get their that spark of interest from. Usually what happens with student elections is there are two weeks where some small, smaller section of the student community hangs around and hands out flyers and people, I think, fail to engage with what student unionism really means. But when their interest is sparked by uh, example of unfairness like we had last year, an example of an election being stolen, I think that's when people start to pay attention. As soon as you start to pay attention to these things, you appreciate how important student unionism is to the future of the university. I think if, if the student union wasn't around, that the quality of our courses would be much poorer, and overall students would have a much harder time getting their voice heard in the face of what is already a very difficult environment for actors who really have not too much power in this situation. Do you have opinions on VSU and how 
that has impacted student unions? BSU's for voluntary student unionism came in uh, the first year I started, I think, or anyway, the, the debate was really before my time. Um, but I do know that a lot of student unions around the country had to close down services or dramatically reduce the level of support and representation they were offering to students. And some of them had to close. But I think really the most pernicious effects of BSU were was the way that it it made student unions beholden to universities. Because at UQ, for instance, the university stepped into the breach when the funding disappeared and started to provide funding at a roughly comparable level. Now, that's all well and good unless the university has a problem with what the student union is doing. And certainly the possibility exists for universities to use that influence in an improper way. And in Melbourne, we saw that university telling their students to to put up or shut up and not to use the university's funds to make trouble for the university. Now, I don't think that's happened at UQ and mostly because we've had a very compliant union. But I think in the future that's a serious problem that unions need to confront and find a way around. Okay, so can you tell me what's going on right now with democracy for UQ? Well, right now the, the primary outcome from last year was that the university administration launched a forensic audit of the union and its, its finances and its operations and its policies and constitutions. Uh, and that was described as, by the university as a bit of a silver bullet in terms of addressing the concerns that we in the community had raised. That was in uh, September last year and so far I have never seen either the terms of reference for the audit or the audit report itself all the recommendations from the report. We know that the university and the student union have had the report for about six weeks. Um, and so I think what we're seeing is a really is a really disgraceful continuation of the lack of transparency that caused problems that happened last year. So the students at UQ are still waiting for the audit report. What do you think is going to happen this year around the election? Do you have any speculations? That's a very good question. Um, I think there'll be another election this year. I think um, the university will step in to make sure that it's somewhat more fair than last year. Last year in meetings with the university, uh, the university discussed what's called an election charter. So a set of rules to make sure that the um, the tomfoolery as a senior university executive described it to us (laughs) that happened last year, the tomfoolery wouldn't happen again. So I think there'll be some measure of fairness in the rules, at least, this year. And as for the, the students competing, I have no idea. I won't be running myself, but I know a bunch of people who are still passionate about reclaiming the union from the executive, who at the moment have shown no interest in the proper role of a union at all and who have, frankly, abused their position in a really devastating way. Your guess is as good as mine for the elections this year. I think that'll be interesting, if nothing else. My final question for you is, uh, what do you think of Queensland as the smart state? I think that was always an ambitious and maybe starry-eyed slogan for Queensland. I think the standard of education at UQ, at least, is pretty poor, and I, th- I don't think the university values teaching uh, as, as highly as it should, especially as opposed to research. Um, I had a great experience at school in, in, in Queensland. 
I think the the pressure on universities and schools is always going to be funding, and I think in Queensland that's just going to get worse and worse with the new state government and potentially with a new federal government that's going to suck money out of the university sector as well. I think we've got a long way to go before we can really call ourselves a smart state. Sorry, you touched on um, lecturers' ability to provide information for students. Can you expand on that? Because you said that they were having to research as well as teach. Can yeah, you... that's right. Most, most university lecturers have a, a double load of work. That's teaching and research, and that's pretty standard for universities all over the world. But what's happening at UQ and at many other universities where funding is an issue is that lecturers are being pushed to produce more and more high-quality research and take more and more classes and teach more and more students in those classes uh, without a commensurate increase in the staffing capacity of the university. And that's a really serious problem because lecturers want to have the best courses possible and produce the best research possible. I think it's a pretty consistent story all over the place. There's just so much funding pressure on departments and universities. And, and in terms of funding pressure, I think departments are suffering as well as individual teachers, because what happens generally, I mean, I can't speak for other departments in particular, but at the UQ Law School, about one-third of all the money that law students pay ends up in the law school to, to pay the lecturers and the other teaching staff and pay for the resources. So the rest of it is absorbed in either library administration or more particularly in central administration of the university. About two-thirds of our money ends up paying bureaucrats and paying for other resources rather than paying for our education. That's a really familiar story all over the university sector. And lecturers all everywhere, I think, will agree with that.